Hello, and welcome to A View from the Perch, a podcast covering important financial topics from the perspective of a financial advisor and an experienced certified financial planner. Each week, we give a brief market update, discuss current economic events, analyze and debate highlighted stocks, and provide education on a financial subject. Now, here are your hosts, Bill Parrott and Spencer Engelkev. All right, Bill. Million dollar question. What's going on with the markets? Well, if it was a million dollar last week, it's uh, about $900,000 this week. So um, it's just more downside. Uh, oh, over the last week, since we talked last, you have large stocks, small stocks, and international stocks all down about 3.5%. Uh, you have bonds, long-term bonds down about two and a half percent, and gold is up about a half a percent. So the markets continue to sell off because of the Fed rate hike, uh, which obviously is causing all interest rates to go higher in the near term, and inflation is still the boogeyman. And as long as we're in this environment. Investors feel more confident selling stocks, moving the cash, getting out of the market, and protecting their assets. So it's a tough week. Um, The silver lining is historically uh, October to April is usually the best time in the markets. And let's see if it happens. But it's been a tough week. Hmm. Yeah. So the Fed comes out and is more aggressive in their rate hikes because inflation didn't cool as as much as expected. So can you kind of explain to the listeners why? So the Fed now is going targeting 4.25, in the in the next three months. So they'll probably raise another 75 basis points and then. 25 or 50, why is it, why is the market taking it in, in such a harsh manner now rather than this is kind of what was scheduled, what the Fed has really been kind of laying out all year? It's a great question. Uh, they've said, here's what we're going to do, and they're doing it, and the market's reacting negatively. So, really, what's happening is for the first time in a long time, uh, people have an alternative to stocks. You could buy a one-year treasury bill right now, guaranteed at 4%. You could buy corporate bonds uh, paying 5% or with a yield to maturity of 5%. Yeah. Uh, a lot of funds, uh, tax-free funds, taxable funds that buy bonds uh, now offer significant rates. So a lot of people are saying, hey, I would rather get a guaranteed 4% than lose 20%. And on one hand, I don't blame them, but uh, rising rates are a threat to stock prices because people can uh, find an alternative in the bond market. Also, it just resets valuations. Um, If if somebody does some quick math, you could take the inverse of, uh, say, the one-year T-bill at 4%, that equates to a PE ratio of 25. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that P ratio is going down as rates go higher. And as P ratios go down, valuations drop. And that's the cycle that we're currently in. Gotcha. So crystal ball aspect of it, we see the Fed has now come out with one of its most hawkish statements that we've seen in a while. Um, bottom anywhere near or is it just kind of all speculative at this point? The crystal ball is a little murky. Um, <laughs> well, I think we're closer to the bottom than we were <laughs> last <so>. month. Um, <laughs> if we're at 4% on the T-bill now and they go to four and a quarter, four and a half, it's not that much more of a move from where we are today. Uh but I, I don't know. It's, you know, calling a bottom is risky. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're really telling people to look at their financial plans and their time horizon. And we say it all the time. You know, if you need money in a year or less, do not buy stocks. Yeah. Park it in cash. Buy treasuries. If your time horizon is long term, three, five years or more, buy stocks. But I, I think we're still bouncing lower from here. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, we appreciate that market update. Hopefully one week we'll have good news, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll transition into kind of our empowering education and kind of going hand in hand with the market is, is with T-bills and treasuries. That's what really we really wanted to discuss this week is there is an attractive alternative to stocks right now, and that is treasuries especially. So what do you think people should be doing with their cash um, in your estimation? Well, if you have money in a bank, a large bank like the big four, Wells, JP Morgan, City, B of A, you're probably earning 0% still on your money or 0.1%. Um, if that's you, I would buy U.S. Treasuries. You can get a guaranteed 4% right now, uh, regardless of how much you invest, a thousand, a million, a billion. It doesn't matter. It's all guaranteed. Uh, you could buy those directly from the Treasury at Treasury Direct at no cost. You could buy them uh, at Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard or from your advisor. Uh, but I think if you're sitting on cash, pure cash, now's an excellent time to get more income, get guaranteed income, and and, and really not worry about it. It's a yeah. sig significant upgrade from where we've been the last few years. Yeah, okay. That's a great pitch for treasuries. So now let's kind yeah. of dive into it. First and foremost, what are they? Um, for the listeners, we hear them a lot, T-bills. What exactly is a U.S. treasury? Yeah, it's a good question. There's there's three for the most part. Uh, there's T-bills, which are one year and less. Uh, T-notes, one to 10 years. And T-bonds, treasury bonds, 10 years and, and beyond. And they're issued by the government. Uh, they're issued uh, weekly through auctions, uh, various maturities, uh, various rates, and they're all guaranteed mm -hmm. uh, regardless of uh, how much you buy. But it's interesting right now uh, that we're in what's called an inverted yield curve. So yeah. the one-year T-bill is yielding more than the 30-year Treasury bond. So there's no incentive right now to buy a 30-year treasury bond when you can get a much higher rate from a one-year T-bill. But they're issued by the government, they're guaranteed, and uh, they're just an excellent way to get more income. Uh, and the T-bill 
And, and the one month T-bill specifically is considered the safest investment in the world. Hmm. So if you're conservative or nervous, yeah. uh, treasuries are your, your stopping point. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the inverted yield curve. We'll come back to that. But uh, yeah, the big thing, it's a U.S. secured um investment in which it's like you said guaranteed so that that's what you really want to come away with is work similar to a bond but instead of doing it on the corporate side you're really focused on the u.s government and so that 100 percent guaranteed um u.s treasury with the notes and the bills and uh, yeah so how do they work then so we know what the treasuries are how do they work how am i making money off this this security let's say you buy a two-year treasury note paying 4% and uh, you bought it today. So it's going to come due in September of 2024. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the meantime, every six months, uh, March and September, you're going to get an interest payment. So you put money in today. In March, you're going to get an interest payment. In September, you're going to get an interest payment. March, you're going to get an interest payment. September, you're going to get an interest payment and your original investment back. So if you hold your your investment to maturity, you're guaranteed to get that money back. So if you invest $10,000 today, it's paying 4%. You're going to get $200 every six months. And in two years, you get get your $10,000 back. Very simple. If you buy a 30-year bond, then in the year 2052... (laughs) Uh, you're going to get your money back. It's interesting. When I first started in the business, the 30-year treasury was paying uh, north of 8% interest. So you can get a guaranteed 30-year investment at 8%. Uh, That bond would have matured in 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, in 2020, uh, two years ago. Uh, but I couldn't give them away because people were convinced that rates were going higher. But if you'd bought that bond, rates dropped like a rock, you were still getting that guaranteed payment for 30 years. So whatever the term is of your investment, one year, five years, 30 years, if you hold it to that term, you're guaranteed to get your money back. If you buy a treasury bill one year and less, uh, you don't get a, a, a payout, but you're buying that treasury bill at a discount. Mm. So you might pay uh, $970 to get a thousand back at maturity, but you're not getting a, a specific payout. Treasury notes and treasury bills will pay you every six months. Every six months. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then that rate is annual, correct? That's an annual yes. rate. Okay. So uh, that's a good, good, good. Good uh, question because or statement because if you bought um, a six month T bill and it's paying four uh, percent, you really got to chop that in half because you're not owning it for the course of the year. Exactly. But all the rates are annualized, and then you have to, to figure out your actual payment based on your holding period. If it's one year or more, you're getting that rate. But if it's one year or less, then you got to do some math. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned the T-bills buying at a discount because I think that's the major question I'm coming across with all our clients is how do we buy them? And then more importantly, once we get on Treasury Direct, which I'm sure you'll you'll talk about what the heck is going on with these auctions. I'm here to just buy a, like you said, 100% guaranteed U.S. Treasury. Why is there so much stuff going on that I'm trying to purchase it? Yeah, you can participate in the auction and mm-hmm. you just say, I'm in. 
you put your dollars in and then you get whatever the rate is, or you could buy one that's already traded uh, or trading and buy it in the aftermarket or the secondary market, which is what we do primarily for our clients is buy them in the secondary market. But you could do both. You could participate in an auction uh, or buy them in the secondary market. Yeah. And just for our listeners, so Treasury Direct is the United States backed website in order to purchase treasuries on the retail side. Um, And you can purchase whatever treasury you want. You make an account. You can make an account for you, your spouse, your your kids. And as soon as you do that, you kind of just follow the promptings. It's purchase buy. you add your credit card. Like Bill said, you can do the auction or you can do the secondary market. And yeah, it gets a little confusing and we're always here to help if you guys have questions on how to purchase those securities. But the number one way in order to acquire those treasuries is through Treasury Direct on the retail side. We also can manage them for you. If you just, a lot of people I've been noticing um, are like, they see the auction and they said, I want no part of this. I want no part of the secondary market. And um, we've been doing that for a lot of clients is just rolling the three months and the six month T-bills because those rates are are higher. Um, that's what we wanted to get back to is that inverted yield curve. Why is it inverted? Why does it matter? Who cares? <laughs> what is it signaling? Well, it's signaling a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically when the curve inverts, that means a recession's coming because people are worried about uh, the economy slowing down. So they buy short-term treasuries as a defense mechanisms and sell uh, longer-term bonds. And that's really what's happening right now is people are concerned about a recession because the government's raising rates. And when the government raises rates, typically things slow down. You know, we see it now, uh, mortgage rates, food prices, gas prices, people at some point stop spending money. Uh, And when people stop spending, things slow down. When things slow down, companies lay off people. When there's more layoffs, there's more pain. It's just a vicious circle. And, you know, the sad thing is really the government pumped all this money into the system and and now they're kind of taking it back. And, and, And that's the pain. But the inverted yield curve signal signals a recession now you could look at different points and say well we are inverted and we're not inverted but for the most part it's an inverted yeah yeah and just kind of bare minimum why purchase a three percent interest rate bond a 30-year three percent when you can purchase a a one year for four and so that's just kind of feeding into the fire because that's assuming looking out that the rates will be lower um signaling that recession and hopefully signaling some rate decline, uh, which we think will happen if 1970s and the 80s is, is any predecessor. Um, yeah. Well, that, that you bring up a good point. If if you think rates are going to fall, then you would buy the 30-year yeah. treasury because that's where you're going to make the most money because uh, the math works out to like every 1% drop is about a 16% gain in the treasury. So if you think, if you think rates are going to drop uh, considerably, uh, you would buy the longer term bond Absolutely. because you you make more money. But for the most part, people are 
would rather buy a one month or one year T bill at four percent than a thirty year bond at three percent. Yeah, and that goes back to exactly why we started this conversation. If you have a lot of excess in cash, we always recommend having three to six months of indiscretionary spending as a rainy day or emergency fund. But with that excess amount of money, you can get a four percent return on a hundred percent guaranteed investment, and so that's really it's unprecedented for a while now, the past 30 some odd years. Um, and so actually going advantage. back about 15 mm-hmm. years. So 2007 is, is kind of last time that, that rates were above 4% yeah. on T-bills. Uh, if we'd have to go back to the seventies for inflation being this high, but mm-hmm. for, for T-bills, it's about 15 years. 15 years yeah. So a good, good opportunity for anybody who wants to take advantage of that. Um, and I should add, it's the only investment that we can say it's guaranteed. Hundred <laughs> percent. I can't. We can't guarantee you anything else in terms of stocks or bonds or whatnot. But specifically with government bonds, we could say if you hold it to maturity, it's guaranteed. And SEC won't get on us for that. Love it. <laughs> no okay, problem. we'll no transition problem. into our intriguing issues. Always, if you have questions about Treasuries, how to invest in them, please give us a call. So I actually, this kind of goes hand in hand um, with inflation, with interest rates. I was doing kind of a research on how do companies kind of pass pass on these inf- inflation um, in order to continue to get their revenues up. And I've noticed and I found an article that says th- things that were free that just aren't now. Mm. Um, and so how companies are using kind of clever, not but really are they are schemes in order to generate revenue and kind of taking not advantage of us, but taking advantage of our kind of culture of ease of access, culture of um, just really accessibility. And so the first one they said is airlines. So we knew that they had first class, which is an upgrade uh, and you knew you had perks, but now they're doing preferred seating for a charge. And so if you if you have a certain row that you love, if you're an 18 person and an aisle person, you can now pay an extra 40 to $60 for your ticket in order to get the exact seat you want. No extra leg room, there's no extra coffee, there's no dinner, there's no <laughs> there's nothing but the seat that you want. And that's that's one way that they're adding charges and it's difficult when you're seeing do I want an aisle seat? Do I want to be in the mixture? Not paying that $40. And then this one really caught me by surprise is hotel pools. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So normally if you go to a resort, you're going to have to reserve a cabana. That's what they really were doing a lot of purchase for. But now you're you're reserving poolside seats and chairs and towels in order to get the best placement and you're paying for that and you're paying for that wow. now what well, used to be you were waking up at 6 30 in the morning and walking down if you ever been on a cruise or in a resort and putting your towels and stuff out and then going back to the room and getting ready has now been switched to if you want to pay for it by all means we're here to pass it on to you and uh, dining out this one was actually extremely surprising to me they're now becoming kitchen fees and surge fees and fuel fees for your food so you can fuel fuel fuel. yeah because i don't know if that's the gas or if that's a fuel for your body but they're adding another two dollars to um to your meal and Mm. if you go to pluckers they added a a four dollar surge charge for chicken wings because there's a chicken wing shortage 
And guess what? Pluckers was still as busy as I ever saw. <laughs> and then lastly, movies now have become seasonal. There's, there's surcharges for movie tickets. So the Batman came out a couple months ago and there was an extra $2 per ticket in high kind of demand environments. Wow. And so now what they're predicting is with the holidays coming out and blockbuster movies are normally in June, July, and now December, they're assuming that they're going to up every ticket price seasonally, which is crazy to me. Like you used to go to a movie and get a ticket, but this is kind of some clever ways that we see in this inflation environment. Companies are just kind of passing it on and still able to generate extensive amount of revenue, even with the decreased supply, which we're seeing kind of in a slowdown. So it's just intriguing, like inflation. Intriguing no, and frustrating. Yeah, frustrating. Absolutely. Because inflation is ultimately going to hurt the consumer. Governments and, and things and ordinances are really concerned about businesses losing revenue. But as we've all known, if inflation goes up, your price of Coke is going to go up. And so. And, and, and they never go back down. <laughs> they never go and, back and, down. And that's why owning stocks is is rewarding. Exactly. Because, and I think Apple just raised their, their fees on their mm-hmm. app stores and, and whatnot. And those costs never come back down. So when inflation starts to subside, they're still keeping those prices higher because people, like to your point at Pluckers, people are still going. Yeah. And it's still crowded. And every plane that I've been on, the person in the first row and the person in the last row always arrive at the same time. <laughs> so it, not true, uh, but gosh, it's frustrating. Those those are pain points for me. <laughs> but it just, like you said, it's a huge testament on why we own stocks. Even in in difficult environments, as we see, you can tell businesses are not just rolling over and saying, oh, it's inflation. We're going to lose money. That's just not what they do. They, they, they actually like it. Yeah. They say, hey, here's an opportunity to raise prices because people are still going to go exactly. to Pluckers. They're still going to go to the movies. They're still going to hop on a plane. And yeah, we'll just raise it a little bit. But no one, no one notices and they continue to pay. And yeah, uh, that's what I think is one of the biggest arguments to owning stocks because like you said, they'll charge more in an inflation environment. But that's never coming back down. So once it subsides, they're just making that excess cash. So I I thought it was intriguing, frustrating for sure. But I I just thought it was a really good defense, especially in an environment where people are running from the market. What are some reasons to stay in? Well, companies are still making money and they'll always be innovated on how to make money. They always pass it on the consumer. They don't care. It's uh, like, hey. Opportunity to raise prices, <laughs> pass on. And I'm assuming you're still going to go to Pluckers. I'm still going to go to Pluckers. I don't think I will do the preferred seats on an airline, but I will still go to the movies in, in December. There's no way I'm not yeah. going to go see some of those good movies coming out. Yeah. That, that's pretty intriguing. That's pretty <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> All right, well, what do you have for us, bro? Well, I'm going to talk about Queen Elizabeth, oh, okay. uh, yeah. the funeral. I, I read something that I think like 90% of the people alive today have been around for the queen, you know, cause she was True. born 96 years ago, whatever it is. And, um, so most people have had some, not direct connection to her, obviously, but she's really been kind of that stable figure. She came to power, uh, in her twenties, uh, when Winston Churchill was the prime minister, <laughs> uh, which is crazy to think about, 
But I think with all the craziness going on in the world, she's kind of been that constant. Mm. And uh, and I think it, it kind of a grandmother figure for a lot of people. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure uh, King Charles has that same gene. Like he doesn't mm. seem as warm and welcoming as the queen does. Likeable. Likeable. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm curious to see what his reign is like, but she reigned for close to, well, I think more than 70 years, mm. um, keeping it together. And, you know, the funeral was this week and it was pretty amazing. And just, just that run. And uh, obviously monarchies are, <laughs> uh, not a lot of them around anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just think, uh, you know, it's been a tough year and, and losing someone like that, I think, is, um, especially if you're in England, just seeing a lot of pictures, people were really moved by her passing uh, and so on. Yeah. has nothing to do with the yeah, market right. or anything, but uh, well, I guess it does in a way because she's a stable. There's certain people yeah. that when you see them and they say like, hey, things going to be all right, you, you believe them. She's one, like Warren mm. Buffett. Yeah. Uh, or they come out and say, you know what, we're going to be fine. And so I don't know. I just, uh, with her passing kind of, a uh, an iconic moment. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting because it's got all the major media and warranted, of course, mm-hmm. but I, I have no connection to England. <laughs> I've never been there. I've never been to the UK either. And so have you ever had fish and chips? I have had fish and chips. There you go. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's crazy because she's iconic yeah. to everybody. Mm-hmm. You, you have 12-year-olds, like my little brother, who's like, oh, the king, the queen passed away. I was like, how do you even know yeah. who that is? Yeah. And, and she's just such a, like you said, likable and just esteemed figure. What's going to what's gonna happen? Who are we going to lean on, right? <laughs> and somebody's going to have to step up in the world and... and I don't know many people that will be like yeah. her. So. Yeah, who, who's going to take that that mantle from her? And her family's been in power for like a thousand yeah. years. A thousand yeah, years. I mean, that's yeah. a. And if you're thinking generational wealth, that's mm-hmm. generational wealth. And not worry about the market today, as an example, because <laughs> uh, your your family might be around for another nine hundred years from now. Yeah, so who that's that's a good point. Who who will take that that spot, kind of that person that people can say, hey, nobody they, hates you. You're just you're just a mender of fences and a mediator of conflicts. Yeah. Uh yeah. What I, I don't know who would be that who that person is. We'll see. I sh- I heard um that she does own all the corgis. Uh that's what I, I have a rumor that I've heard. So I'm intrigued to see who's gonna get ownership of all the corgis in in I don't know if it's the UK or the world, but we'll we'll see and how that resolution or how that resolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and I both own labs. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so they're protected. Is, 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 <laughs> is a corgi an actual dog? I mean, do they, they have legs? I'm not sure. They have legs. They float. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for your insight again, Bill. It's a, it's a huge kind of encouragement and a huge uh, benefit to our listeners. Uh, any final words you want to leave with? This, this too shall pass. Mm. You know, I, I think uh, this market is impacting everybody. Um, other than treasuries, there's really not a lot of places to hide. And 
like you said, hopefully next week or the week after <laughs> we'll have some good news. And um, but I don't know. How about you? Any any parting thoughts? Yeah, I would just say take advantage of the treasury rate. That's huge, especially if you have excess cash. And lastly, companies are always going to be making money. So there's always a reason to be out of market in the market at any point. However, once you look at the cash flow, people are still buying. Companies are still finding ways to charge people and it'll only continue. Amen. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, parrotwealth.com, where you can learn more about everything we have to offer at Parrot Wealth Management. That's our view from the perch. See y'all next week.